morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world, and welcome right back to the Right on Track podcast. I'm afraid that my other two co-hosts have had a very nasty accent, which means that I'm gladly here alone. Uh, ha! My- hey! Ha, wish. <laughs> so, yes, um, it's it's been like a week or two. It has uh, yeah. been, but mm-hmm. we're back for season two of Thomas the Tango and Friends for Right on Track. I'm excited. This is one of my favourite seasons. I'll oh, say that definitely. Now. It's a really good season. It takes the production values of the first season, which admittedly were pretty ordinary, and then yeah. it just heightens them. It just, yeah. you know, it's just absolutely wonderful what they do with this season. And of course, we've still got Ringo Starr narrating, so yes. it's very much an extension of the work they did two years previously. And we've got more characters, more sets, more locations, and more stories. Mm. But I'm Connor. I'm Parry. And I'm Denim. And I reckon that we should get right into it with our first episode. Absolutely. Our first episode is an interesting one nonetheless, uh, but we're going to chat about it now. Uh, this is the opener for Season 1, uh, Episode 1, Thomas, Percy and the Cole. Later, Thomas was resting when Percy arrived. A large hopper was loading his trucks full of coal. Thomas was still being cheeky. Careful, he warned. Watch out with those silly trucks. Go on, go on, go on, muttered the truck. And by the way, went on Thomas, those buffers don't look very safe to me. The last load poured down. Help! I'm choking! cried Thomas. Get me out! Percy was worried, but he couldn't help laughing. Thomas's smart blue paint was covered in coal dust from smoke box to bunker. <laughs> Chuckled Percy. You don't look really useful now, Thomas. You look really disgraceful. I'm not disgraceful, choked Thomas. You did that on purpose. Get me out. Now, what I find most interesting about Thomas Percy and the Cole is that it wasn't originally supposed to be an episode. Correct. Um, it came from the Christopher Audrey book, More Stories About Thomas the Tank Engine, which is really interesting because it is the only book written exclusively for TV. Um, and one of the original um, books in there, one of the stories was Thomas Percy and the Cole, which actually replaced a missing episode that we'll discuss again, known as The Missing Coach. Yes, a very elusive story. Yeah, it's a very strange episode to start the season with. I mean, I guess it makes sense because Thomas and Percy are the two most popular characters in the show, Mm. but... What we're seeing here is those two engines and Toby on Thomas's branch line, and that's something which hasn't been established until later in the season. So, you know, it's sort of like it's got the episodes out of sync in a way. But, um, mm. but yeah, obviously you should start with Thomas. You need to start a Thomas the Tank Engine series with Thomas the Tank Engine. Mm. Well, what's actually most interesting is that if the missing coach was kept, which was actually originally cancelled because... Um, Britt Allcroft thought the storyline would be too confusing for young viewers to understand. Cows would have been the first episode. Mm, first there you go. shot is with Edward, 
the number two engine. I would have been happy with that. Yeah. Well, we all like Edward here at the Right on Track podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, this is actually the very first episode of Series 2, as you said, Parry. And so it's the first episode of Multiple Things. It's the first episode adapted from a story by Christopher Audrey. First appearance of a truck with resin faces. Mm-hmm. First episode filmed at Shepperton Studios. First episode to feature the Red Express coaches. In the first mm. appearance of Tidmouth Station. It is indeed. Which... There's a lot of firsts. Mm. Yeah, and, you know, it, the budget is up. They've got a whole lot more interesting things. So, Parry, what's the plot of Thomas Percy and the Cole? Thomas Percy and the Cole begins with uh, the three, the two engines and Toby, I should say, talking at Farquhar Station and... Is it know, Farquhar or Islesbridge? It's... Oh, sorry, I beg your pardon, it is Ellsbridge. Aha. they uh saying, oh, my paint's the best. No, my paint works the best. And Thomas goes away in a half. And the scene we just played for you there is Thomas getting covered in coal dust, Percy chuckling at him, and then the very next day, uh, Percy has an accident involving coal as well. Yes. And in the end, uh, the, the, two, the two engines say, you know, set aside their differences and say, you know, we're still friends, right? Yeah. Right. That, that's pretty much a summary of the episode there. And, you know, it's nice, wholesome, friendly stuff. Yeah. yeah. Now, one, there are actually a few things that really get me about this episode. Um, one, Percy absolutely, because he's, you know, filling up trucks with coal. Mm. He's got three coal trucks. Except what happens is that he backs away too fast and he crashes through a pair of buffers. Mm which are absolutely flimsy. Mm. And then, you know, I can understand if some coal was dropped down and dirtied Thomas. No, there was another, like, five or six loads exactly. we mm. Who was operating the coal chute? It was the signalman. Ah, <laughs> oh, signalman. Every time. Signalman again. I, I'm pretty sure... I think we need a signalman counter. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, in the studio, we actually recently started a Ringo Starr counter mm. for every time that Ringo Starr, or the narrator... Basically sings. And we've got two so far. Yes. uh, It might even go up this episode. Who knows? Um, And I, like, that's one thing that always got me as a kid. I went, oh, it was like automatic, like the automatic sinks that Mm. whenever you'd wave your hand underneath it, the water would go. Then that water would activate the sink Mm. to go off again. However, then there's also when Percy gets his comeuppance and he surges through a pair of buffers into what looks like a ditch of coal. Hmm. Or just a pile of coal. Well, but, but the rails sink downward. It's exactly. like this hole which just, has been filled in with coal. I don't know, maybe they ran out of cement, so they just said, oh, this will do. It's solid yeah, enough. I'm, yeah, I'm not so sure what the sort of reasoning behind that. And then, well, well, in the original story and in the narration, they mention it's a bunker, so you would imagine it'll be a box of coal yeah. that he ran into and not... You know, this is the same problem that we had with off the rails, yes. which we mentioned uh, in our very last episode. How rather than Gordon sliding into a ditch, he sort of slides into a pond. So mm. you know, they're not being very you know diligent with their continuity. Now, what's actually quite interesting about this episode is that I would argue it's the most well-known episode in the world. Go on. Would you care to elaborate, Connor? Yes. Well, purely because of the internet and memes, as right after Percy goes down into the coal ditch, 
uh, there's a line which is oh. Thomas had to leave. He had seen everything. Yes, oh, I know yes. that means. And that has been reused hundreds of times all over the internet. Mm. I've been known to use it myself. Exactly. Yeah, because of the name association, of course. And just due to the amount of times it's been used, even people that don't know the show would still use it. Mm. Because, oh, it's a Thomas thing. And it makes sense. I've seen everything. I'm off. Yeah, I mean, but the the memedom surrounding Thomas the Tank Engine <laughs> has just become huge. I mean, we've seen the theme tune. Have been... you seen the Chalky Milk one? I haven't seen the Chalky Milk I'll one. I'll link it to you later. No, have, oh. You'll have to link it to everybody. Yes. Now, we need it for context. But, yeah, people have remixed the theme to go with certain rap songs. <laughs> uh, people have remixed the other... Th- themes of the engines into yeah. other pop songs, which we I, I, may or may not, you know, have an example for you later. But, yeah, uh, yeah and, of course, the, the various scenes in the show as well, they've just been inserting them into... <laughs> I'm sorry, Denim's just showed me the image in question. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. Good. It, it's using the sleepy Thomas face mask um, as the expression you make when the fridge is stopped with... Chalky milk. Oh, I'm sure that's the sound he's making too. Yes. <gasps> but. Yeah, so Thomas the Tank Engine, it's just become a huge meme on the internet. Exactly. For various reasons. So is it an ironic love that people are expressing here or do people generally or genuinely admire the show? I would say it's genuine hmm. because there are some things that are ironic um, that people make fun of. Like, I think it's cool cat or something mm. it's like a bunch of kids safety films made by a guy who oh you know uh cool cat save the kids yes, yes that series that, that is sort of memed and people you know like it ironically mm. like almost it's so bad it's good so kind of like the room then tommy yeah. Rousseau's movie however with thomas like i can say that there is a minority who don't know of Thomas the Tank Engine. Mm. And when people use that meme, you know, I feel it could fit into anything else. Yeah, I mean, people's knowledge of Thomas is quite broad. I mean, it's it's not just us. I remember watching some stand-up from Mickey Flanagan, I think it was, and he was talking about how much he loved Thomas the Tank Engine, and he told all these jokes, and the audience were right onto it. They, like, understood all the references. It was amazing. uh, Pop culture knowledge, I think, because it's been around for over 35 years. Well, we're coming up to 75 years next year. doing the railway series. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's definitely been around enough for people to kind of get on that bandwagon. It's become the the Star Wars or the Lord of the Rings of UK children's television. It, it pretty much has knowledge. actually. Yeah. But we we've sort of gotten off track. Well, as we bit. always do on this podcast. <laughs> Which is ironic <laughs> considering our name. <laughs> but um so Cole. Yes. It's it's interesting. You say on how, you know, it's sort of a weird choice to start with, but mm. I also do feel that it is a bit of a good choice as well. Mm. Um, it's also our first appearance of Farquhar Sheds. It is, yeah. Despite not being at Farquhar. No, no. It's Does it become the tit- secondary Timoth Sheds? The, the, the tank Titmouth Sheds? I yeah. don't the know. The tank Sheds, yeah. The branch line Sheds. Yeah, yeah. That, that would that work. Works. Yeah. Um, that works for me. Except it also connects up to the little western, but it uh, doesn't matter. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on this episode, guys? Denim? Hmm. It's an interesting one. I think it definitely 
um, opens with the Thomas and the Percy dynamic, uh, mm. which is something that we've become so used to as um, common knowledge of the show now. Um, what's interesting about the adaptation of this story is that the Thomas and the Percy rivalry that happens in this episode goes over multiple stories mm. in more about Thomas the Tangent. And it's a friendly rivalry too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I think over, I think it's over this story and Drip Tank um, that they have an actual feud and then they actually realise, oh, Maybe you're right, and then they make amends again. Um, I would have liked to have seen maybe this kind of dynamic across multiple episodes. Yeah. Um, but it's nice to kind of see Thomas, Percy, and Toby all together at once in the one story. And the establishment of the Fafarquhar branch line has happened, which is really cool, and it's something that um, I definitely think is a highlight for the classic series for me. Um, story-wise, though, I definitely feel like I want more, but at the same time, it's still visually interesting enough that I can watch it several times over. So I'd give it a, a good maybe 5.5. 5. Okay, 5.5. 5. Mm-hmm. So, Connor, what are you thinking for your rating of the episode? Okay, so I am avoiding nostalgia points, which is really difficult for me because Series 2 was the, the episode I had the most of. Um, I do like the sort of more gritty look everything's got now, a little bit more industrial, like a functioning railway. Mm, for sure. And we've got not the special effects, but the live action effect of just the amount of coal mm. that was dropped onto Thomas. That always gave me a laugh. And they really, you know, dirtied up the model there. They did. Mm. Lots of coal dust, which, you know, it's it's perfect for railways and it's expensive, but, you know... Um, I'm going to give it a 6.5, I feel. Okay. It, the, mm. the grittiness of the reality around it um, really helps. It's the bigger mm. budget. Yeah, so I'm going to go in between the two of you. I'm going to give it 6 out of 10. It's a good episode, but it's not a great episode. Yeah, it's just a solid Thomas story. Yeah. Hmm. Let's jump into our next episode. It features, as we uh, speak, spoke, speak, spoke, before. It features Edward the Blue Angel, but also features Gordon and Henry in a story called Cows. Some days later, Gordon rushed through Edward's station. Hoop, hoop, find the cows. Hurry, 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 puffed Gordon. Don't make such a fuss, don't make such a fuss, grumbled his coaches. A long stretch of line lay ahead. In the distance was a bridge. It seemed to Gordon that there was something on the bridge. His driver thought so too. Whoa, Gordon, he said and shut off steam. Oh, said Gordon, it's only a cow. Joe, Joe. He moved slowly onto the bridge, but the cow wouldn't shoo. She had lost her calf and felt lonely. Moo, she said sadly. Everyone tried to send her away, but she wouldn't go. Henry arrived. What's this? A cow? I'll soon settle her. Be off, be off. Moo, said the cow. Henry backed away nervously. I don't want to hurt her. Ringo Starr is not very good at animal impressions, is he? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I love it. It's like a scared, quiet... Ooh. But um, 
what we were just discussing is that, of course, this the climax of this episode is that there is a cow on the bridge. Actually, I guess we should go back to the start of the episode. Yeah, okay. So, at the very beginning of the episode, Edward is going through the countryside, some cows break onto the line, and part of his train separates from him. And it isn't until much later he realises the mistake and it becomes a running joke in Tidmouth Sheds. Oh, look what happened to you, Edward. <laughs> look, cows broke your train apart. Yeah. And then, <laughs> of course... Um, uh, then Gordon and Henry encounter an actual cow on the main line and they're sort of perplexed as to what to do. You know, how do we get rid of this thing? <laughs> and they're both, quote-unquote, just worried about the cow, not wanting to frighten her. Yeah. Or sca- she could have been her if she ran into us. Well, and, you know, farm animals, whether it be cows or sheep or whatever, they are very unpredictable. True. I mean, I almost had an accident with a sheep on a country road because rather than run away from the car... It decided to run in front of the car, across the road, and jump the fence back into the paddock which it originally fled from. (laughs) There you go. So so the safest thing to do was to run towards the danger and then away from it rather than just away Away. with it. Away, right. Yeah, and I think that's why the two engines here are so concerned because you don't know how animals are going to behave. They're so erratic. So so they have got sort of a reason to be afraid. Mm. Now, of course, in the US, this is known as a cow on the line. Mm. And it actually um, does have some real-life story, which really surprised me because, Mm -hmm. you know, understandable, some cows could get on the line every now and again, but it doesn't really strike me that it would. But, and I I really like these stories. So Mm. the story is actually based on two individual events, one which occurred in South Africa, which involved a herd of elephants charging and breaking a train in November 1962. I'm sorry, just, hear, just hearing elephants and train just amuses me to no end. Like, I mean, I'm just trying to picture that. <laughs> like, I mean, I guess Henry's got a reason to be afraid of them. Yeah, now he does, yeah. Um, but in fairness, though, elephants, they can get really aggressive. Yes. Yeah. Is this a PSA? Don't go near elephants? Yes. Stay away from elephants at all times. <laughs> and um, another one which also occurred in 1952 was that three passenger trains were stranded for over an hour and a half on Boxing Day because there was a cow on the line. One single cow. Yep. <laughs> oh, dear. So, you know, granted, is true. So, um, yes, cows, animals, they are problems yeah. on railways, it would seem. But, um, yeah, it's it's quite an amusing conflict it to see the is. two big engines who are really big and strong and brave Heavy. absolutely, uh, you know, they fall to pieces at the sight of this cow on the line. It's just <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. You, you, you good there, Parry? Yeah, I, I am good. Yeah, here. good? Sorry, Denim is just showing us another meme <laughs> as we another record Thomas the podcast. Meme. I, I, I tell you, um, I hope that by this time this episode goes out, which will be in about five, six weeks after we've actually recorded it. Yes. Yeah, that um, we've got the YouTube up and running. Yeah. So that we can actually show you guys what on earth Denim is obstructing the show for... Mm. Go follow the Bash Mash. It's one of the best meme pages <laughs> on Facebook. It has train memes galore. <sighs> Anyways. But yeah, yeah. what about the episode itself? What do we think? 
Denim, what do you think? I think there's a lot to love about this episode, and I think one of the um, things that missed the spotlight but I really think is interesting in terms of character development in this story is we see Edward and Toby together for the first time yes. interacting and kind of uh, trying to diffuse the feud between uh, Henry, Gordon and Edward. Um, but I just love the action sequence at the beginning of this episode as well. Seeing Edward with a line of cattle trains. Oh, it's just something I love to recreate on my model train set. I have about five or six cattle trucks and uh, a Buckman Edward, and I just run them around the train uh, yeah. set. But it's very visually tantalising. And mm. much like um, Troublesome Trucks with James in Series 1, the trucks actually break away halfway through a shot mm, which is again yeah. really well done and we actually see Edward enter the shot and then we see the train move then we see the train break the truck stop and Edward continue on meaning it couldn't have just been some wire pulling it up mm. it needed to have a lot more mm. you know technical actions with it. Yeah, a magnet or a lock of some sort which is wirelessly activated. Yeah, and... It's very clever. It's it's the extra budget of the show and I feel that they've really made good use of it here. They've got now lots of animal props they use. They've got, you know, interesting camera angles, different stations. Heck, the Tidmouth Harbour. Yes, yeah. I, I think Timoth Harbour is one of my favourite locations on the show. Yeah. Just because it feels so big. And Sorry, is it Timoth or Knapford Harbour? I believe it's Knapford Harbour. If yeah. we're going with the uh, Railway Series adaptation, because the harbour is at Knapford. Yeah. Hmm. Yes, however, there is a Knapford and there's also a Tidmouth Harbour. Correct. Mm. The there's one that we a see in... Um, in Arlesburg. Mm. So, sorry, Denim, you're saying... Yes. The, the one that we see in Thomas and Trevor, which harbour's that? Knapford. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Knapford's being made. So mm. that's Knapford Harbour, and the one that we see at the beginning of this episode is... Cal- I'm just getting my certal geography straight. No. <laughs> well, I don't think even the show follows the geography correctly. They just sort of, you know, do their own thing, It really. just makes my inner nerd happy, knowing where everything exists. Yeah, mm. I, I've plenty of times tried to determine which way engines have gone or what their routes are. And it's a big challenge between mixing in footage that they will later use for B-roll. Like, um, I know in Oliver's Find, we see him um, going by the seaside village and then he's all the way up on the Misty Valley branch line Mm. and then he's supposed to meet Sir Topham Hatt at Kirkronan. Mm. Yeah, they're well, he's pulling the mail train. Yeah, he's pulling the mail train, but Misty Valley Branch Line, it's a dead end. So he sort of needs to go up, then back down, then Who round. Runs that well, line. he's a tank engine. He can do that. Yeah, true. But mm, uh, no one actually really runs that line. Percy has been seen on it. Duck, Thomas, James, uh, Donald Douglas. Yeah. yeah. It's where the Scruffy incident took place. Right. Anyways, what are the ratings for this episode? I think I'm leading towards a seven with this one. Maybe a six. Six. Let's just settle on 6.5, we'll say. Mm. Because there's not a lot of action, but there's some nice shots in there. And it's good to see, you know, Gordon and Henry get their comeuppance. As always. Denim? 
The Gordon and Henry team up is something that I really like, and I think uh, even Percy's little cameo makes this episode. Um, there's definitely a lot I enjoy about it, so I'm going to give it an eight. Okay, I'm going to. Ooh, I like the Toby Edward dynamic. In fact, I love it. Mm. Something I would want more of. The two. I I, I almost want a. Muppets, you know, <laughs> two old, you know, guys making fun of the other ones. Statler and Waldorf. Yes, that's Statler kind of and thing. Waldorf, you know. Uh, why is the train going crazy? They're loco. Oh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, brilliant budget. I'm going to give it about seven moves out of ten. Okay. Moo. 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 We're going to head straight to our feature and we're going to do something. Or rather, move on. We've killed everyone's ears now. (laughs) I moved away for that one. Uh, We're going to do something a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, We're going to play just a song that I just really enjoy and I've been grooving along to. Um, In uh, our podcast recording, I went and got some lunch before and this song was playing. I was like, oh, we need to play it just because it's a good song. It's not Thomas related at all. Um, But this is Feels uh, by Calvin Harris, Katy Perry, Pharrell Williams and Big Sean. Stick around because we got uh, one more episode coming up. But right now, you're listening to the Ride on Track podcast.
you come on, Denim. You sly dog, Denim. Uh, uh, How could you? No. Just... <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. You. So Denim told a slight white lie there. Yeah. So our song isn't. Thomas related, but it is based on Percy the Small Engine's theme from the first two seasons yeah, of the, Thomas the, the Tank Engine of Friends. Remix of Fields and Percy's theme, Denim. This is all about memes this episode, isn't it? <laughs> it really it is. is. It is a bit of a meme episode, but mm. I can already see the title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, speaking of titles, we're going on to our third episode now, which is weird because this isn't actually a trilogy that we're covering. I feel it's a bit peculiar because, like, over season one, when we were doing that, we were covering a lot of trilogies or quadrilogies. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's very separate in season two. Hmm. Definitely. The only running theme is that in... This episode in the previous one, Cows, Moo, mm-hmm. um, there was Edward. But, Parry, what is this actual episode that we're covering? So, this actual episode is Bertie's Chase. It is another Edward episode, and it also features our favourite bus, and he's having to get his passengers to Edward's train. Roll the clip. Moo. No. Stop, stop, I've got Thomas's passengers, wailed Bertie, roaring up to the gates. It was no good, Edward was gone. Bother, said Bertie. Bother Thomas's fireman not coming to work today. Why did I promise to help the passengers catch the train? That will do, Bertie, said his driver. A promise is a promise and we must keep it. We just had Bertie's theme fade out there, obviously. But, you know, it's so good to hear that theme again, isn't it, Connor? Yeah, it is. And one of my favourite things about this episode is that it actually features a nice little nursery rhyme, which is um, the famous nursery rhyme, Oh dear, what can the matter be? Hmm. Um, Which is actually from 1780. I think we've got a little clip of it to play here. Just wait... Oh dear, what can the matter be? Sang the fireman. Johnny so long ago. Never you mind about Johnny, laughed the driver. And that song is indeed sung by the narrator, Ringo Starr. Which means it is everyone's new favourite moment, Ringo Sings! And that brings the number of times Ringo sings across two seasons of Thomas the Tank Engine to three. Yes. So after (laughs) Off the Rails, Thomas's Christmas Party, and of course, there's now this episode here. Oh, I really hope that we get more. Like, we just add all these little things to the show. It'll Mm. be great. We'll have to eventuate into Angelus because I think there's a couple times... He sings in the show as well, yeah? Not as well as Ringo does. No. Ringo, because of his background and his CV, he does a great job of it, and it's hilarious in the context of Thomas the Tank Engine. So, Bertie's chase. Anyhow, Bertie has missed the opportunity to bring Thomas's passengers to Edward, and so begins a road-centric episode. Very much so, and we actually see a lot of the island we've never seen before. And we will probably never see again. Yes, much like in Thomas and Bertie, or Thomas and Bertie's Great Race, um, we see Bertie taking all these side roads, passing all these other cars, and 
Of course, what always amazes me is how well Bertie's model moves. It mm. does. I, I'd like to know how they do it, actually. How do they get him running so smoothly across that controlled? road? It, it would have to be remote controlled. Um, of course, they haven't got any eye servos for him. Mm. Um, and they just use various face masks to have him move his face, eyes up and down. Mm. However, it is an absolutely amazing episode. I remember mm. watching this how much I enjoyed it. It's got some nice wide open shots yes. where we see Bertie uh, racing after Edward and Edward's coaches uh, going over these hills and you can sort of see the hills rise and fall. Yeah. And it really brings together a... Um, I feel a very realistic world setting on how it isn't a perfectly straight road. It mm. isn't, you know, they've got all these bends and turns everywhere. And you miss your bus all the time. You miss yes. your train all the time. It's actually based off a real event which happened in Ireland mm. um, where a train's fireman was ill and then a bus had to race after a train for a little while. But, Parry, what are your thoughts on this episode? Anything interesting about it? Well, I think what's particularly interesting is because it focuses so much on Bertie and his passengers, we don't see a lot of shots of the trains flying by. So it's a lot of still images of the human models talking to each other. And I think that's one of the shortcomings of this approach is Mm. that because we're just looking at photos, I mean, they could do with a little bit more stop motion, I feel, in that sense. But it's still a really good episode. I think so too. I, I love this chase. It's just all brilliant stuff. It definitely feels like a step up from Thomas and Bertie, which was so good, but there's definitely a lot more logistically interesting stuff going mm. on. And as well as that, we get to see Bertie interact with another steam engine character. Mm. And the yeah. conflict isn't just to an engine and a bus it, racing it's each more other. realistic. Yes, because the purpose of the conflict is for uh, Bertie to get passengers to Edward. Mm. Yeah, you know, he actually has an end goal rather than beat Edward. Mm. Now, what... Um, we were just discussing before how they never really keep the geography of the show in order. Mm. And I think this episode is a really good example of that because we see Edward leave Wellsworth Station and then go down the junction onto his branch line. And then we see him arrive at uh, Lower Suttery Station, mm. which is at the crossing where Bertie almost gets him. And then it finally ends at, I believe, Tory Rex Station, which mm. is on Thomas's branch line. Mm. So they jump all over the place there. But the, the sets are really nice. They are really nice sets. Do you reckon on that note he's probably going via his branch line to kind of drop off his passengers and then take Thomas's passengers? True. However, we see Edward at each of these stations as well. Mm. Oh, no, I meant Edward taking his passengers there. True, And then yes. going to Thomas's branch line. Yeah, yeah, that could work. And Bertie just follows him because that's the way Edward's going. Yeah, and, yeah. and he, like every time he's like, well, I'm at the station that you're supposed to be at. And, yeah. And, and next one, you're going to be there. So I guess it works. Yeah, it could work that way. I guess, again, it makes my head cannon. Yeah, head cannon. Happy. Head cannon. We're going to have a nice little electronic board at the end with all the little noises we make, the moos, the Ringo sings, the, the heard Kiernan. Yeah, the bad Russian accent. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there is a lot to enjoy about this episode and I think um, it's really nice. 
even though we only really got one episode about Booty in season one, it's really nice to have him back. Mm. And this one, I feel, really grows him more as a character. Because mm. before it's like, I can do better than you. No, you're not. Let's do it. Oh, hmm. guess you're better than me. Yeah. Cool. We should also point out this is one of Reverend Audrey's stories, which has been adapted for the TV screen. And Bertie is the only non-rail character to appear twice in the Railway series. Really? Yes. Really? I did not well, know that. appear twice with a role? Yes, with a speaking role. Right, yeah, because I know that Terence appears a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, one thing that we mentioned as end of season one, we had uh, Thomas's Christmas party. In the actual illustrations for that, you can see Terence in the background, and he's got a cab. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's quite interesting. I was looking on the wikia for that as well. And, and yeah, another interesting thing is everyone's talking about how um, the new CGI rendering of Terence is, you know, all wrong. He hasn't got his widow's peak. Mm. Yes, though, I made that very complaint yeah, <laughs> the first time I saw it. But the thing is, is that he only ever had his widow's peak in one illustration. In all the others, he had the standard flat face that he's got now in the show. So, if anything, the show's more accurate than it used to be. There you go. Very interesting fact. But, yes, it's all about Birdie. Birdie's chase with Edward. And it's the Birdie theme. It's amazing. Yeah. For sure. It's one of my favourite themes up there with Terrence and Gordon and Henry. Beautiful, mm. and again, as we said, the the sets are looking better. I, the sets are actually a lot larger as well. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Like, I think there's one shot where Edward climbs a grade, but it looks like a really long grade as well. So exactly. it's a eventuation, which is really nice, rather than just a a quick, fast moving shot. Mm. And the thing is, is that is attributed to well, a the large budget, but b they're also now at Shepherded Studio. Studios, mm. Shepparton Studios. Yes. Um, yes. But that has, of course, given them a lot more room. It has indeed. And Shepparton Studios, it's used for big budget blockbusters. I think I might have mentioned this on the show before, but it was recently bought out by Netflix. Really? So they're going to be doing a lot of their UK productions there now too. So mm. put Thomas on Netflix? Yep, I'm keen. Yeah, We'll I'm get keen. the fans it, to write It's it. eventual. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah, well, they do have Thomas on Netflix. Yeah, but I, I, I want, like, more Season blockbuster. Season 15, 16, just get the real stuff. Yeah, 15, it, it's, like, a weird one to have. Yeah. However, rankings, guys. As for me, I love the birdie theme. I love the build on his character. For me, this is a solid 8 out of 10. Exactly the same for me, Connor. I'm giving it an 8 out of 10 as well. 8 out of 10. Hey! hey. Unanimous! Is, is that the second time we've had a unanimous score? I think so. Yeah, yes. first time was with the Kipper in Series 1. It was. And now Birdie, we, we know, is a solid 8. Yeah. Yeah, solid duck. I, I, I think... <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I think we need, like, a, a quack sound effect every time we get a unanimous... D- j- just... Just for 8. Just yes. for 8. Just for 8. So, so we need, like... A specific one for each unanimous ranking. Yeah. Okay. I'll research into that, guys. <laughs> Anywho, whilst we dig our heads deep into the uh, wondrous and meticulous archives of Thomas the Tank and Gentleman Friends, uh, we shall leave you to it. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed uh, 
this episode. Um, and if you want to find out more about us or contact us, uh, we have methods to that madness. You can find us on Facebook at Right on Track Thomas Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Right on Track Thomas. You can find us on Instagram at TTTE underscore Right on Track. And you can also email us at Right on Track Thomas at gmail.com. And hopefully we'll be on YouTube as Right on Track a Thomas Podcast. Yes, indeed. We love your feedback. We love hearing from you. We love you interacting with us so please keep all that coming yeah and we're on the socials all the time each of us manage a few of them Mm. and dance around and it's really heartwarming when you see you guys you know liking and sharing the work that we've made to entertain you guys and yeah so start a series too there we go. So yeah. many great episodes to come. Uh, in our next episode, we'll be talking about Saved from Scrap, Old Iron, Thomas and Trevor, and hopefully Percy and the Signal as well. Awesome yes. episodes that I'm looking forward to, particularly mm. the Trevor ones. Oh, he Trevor has a, he has a soft spot in my heart. Amazing. And the camera angles in Old Iron. Oh, oh. We, we, we better save that for that yeah, discussion yeah, yeah. next we'll, time. We'll, we'll, we'll get it for that. Um, but... I'm really looking forward to this, guys. Me too. We, we, we've got one series in our belt. I think this one should go well. Mm-hmm. Hopefully nothing goes wrong. It never will. <laughs> <laughs> We're making this up on the spot. <laughs> but anyways, this has been the Right on Track podcast. I'm still Connor. I'm still Parry. I'm still Denim. And we hope to see you around next time. Bye-bye. See you later. <laughs>